Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to our first off-season edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Charchian, co-host today, Brian Johnson. What's up, Charch? It's, uh, it feels weird to talk about the off-season when it's week 18. And but what, it's the what, fantasy offseason. What a week it has been. Yeah, it really has. Um, as of this morning, Friday morning, all excellent news on DeMar Hamlin and that it looks like, you know, optimistically, everything's going to work out great. Yeah, he supposedly was on like a Zoom call yeah, with, with the, the team. team. Yeah, I, of course, that's a private manner, but I, I think everyone would love to see that video oh. at some point because... Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah, pretty heartwarming stuff. It really is. And um, it, it, from uh, from his standpoint, it really it, it could not have worked out any better. I think as horrific as the whole thing is in totality, you know, it sure looks like at the end of the day, there's no reason to think that he will not come out of this in, in, in mm-hmm. great shape. And whether or not that means an NFL career does not matter to me at all whatsoever. Um, you know, it may turn out that whatever – you know, whatever condition he had may prevent him from ever playing the NFL again, but who cares? You know, right. he, you know you're going to be alive and, you know, going to, going to have a, you know, presumably the, a great rest of his life. And I don't want to speculate that he's going to play again, but I, I there is a chance just based on uh, Chris Pronger, the hockey mm-hmm. player, yeah. he got hit in the ch- chest with a, like a slap shot or something. And same, essentially the same thing happened. He went to cardiac arrest, but uh, he went on to play like 12 years after yeah. that. So, yeah. You know, hopefully, there's hope. hopefully yeah. he can play again. For sure. Uh, the, over the course of the show, we're going to talk about how commissioners and leagues should deal with the Bills-Bengals situation and resolving your championship from last week. There's still some leagues out there that are unsettled. We'll give you some broad-based advice on that. Um, we're going to talk about how to play in the playoffs. We love fantasy football in the NFL playoffs. Super fun. You get to try new things. We'll give you. We'll talk about how we like to play. Um, and how to disperse players for that. And then uh, at the end of the show, I want to talk about some of your preferred DFS angles for Week 18. Yeah, it's probably one of the, the better 
weeks to play DFS, and albeit if, if you're, one of the trickier Right, weeks. if you're brave, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of people that just opt out of week 18 or make bad angles on week 18 just because they assume big name players are going to play when they're yeah. not. And I mean, we'll I think talk about the teams you should yeah. really be focusing on and mm-hmm. probably those teams you should be fading. And then, but then some guys chasing some incentives and, uh, but yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. Sounds good. Let's start with uh, commissioners and leagues that, that still have a week 17 championship to figure out. Uh, the advice that I've been giving people, Brian is first and foremost for commissioners ask your first and second place teams to work it out among themselves. I mean, mm-hmm. really, we don't want to make you into the bad guy. And the, the, my goal is to not have the commissioner have to make a call between who wins and who loses. Agreed. And it, uh, we have found overwhelmingly the, the, the teams that were in the finals have, have been able to work it out themselves in an equitable fashion. And that's the best thing. And we, we should preface this with that. We're talking solely private leagues, yes, home leagues, whatever about. you call them. Any yes. contest operator out there, they had to make the tough choice to just not count. Like they can't go to projected points or yeah. We're not talking about eight, con- no. Yeah, we're not talking about this contests. is all this is home all, leagues. Yes, yes with yeah. your buddies, so your friends, your family. And family leagues. Yes, yes. yep. Um, and so, but then if your first and second place teams can't work it out, now it's back on you, commissioner, to have to make some kind of ruling. This is not ideal. Uh, I know there's some commissioners that, that really think they they dig the power trip of being the commissioner mm-hmm. and they want to own this decision. Uh, but again, this is not the this is not the, the 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 best spot for this. The worst thing I think any commissioner can do is use any form of past performance because you are picking a winner. Yeah, and that's I don't think that's ever that's not a healthy position to put yourself in as commissioner and put the loser in. Because at that point, you know, we've seen people recommend things like, well, I'm taking the average of the players' performances over the month of December because that's more recent. And I'm averaging those and I'm applying them to the week 17. I'm like, geez, this is, no. you are putting yourself in a position to, to pick winners and that is not good. And projected points too kind of falls in that bucket, I think. Those aren't real, they're projections. And, yep. and even past points, projected points, they're all based you know, on the average performance, but most of the times the players have spike weeks. So you can't, you know, one week they have 30 points and then the other week they have two. So yeah, Uh, I'm not a fan of either of those routes really. I'll say this. If one of the two teams was highly likely to win, you know, if this, if they played the game a hundred times and this one team was going to win 95% of the time, then I would probably just go ahead and, you know, again, if I'm a commissioner who has to make the call and one of them is overwhelmingly favored, then I would just pick that person. We're in an Empire League together and I was in the third place game, not playing you. And I had like a 99% chance to win. And I talked to the other manager and I said, hey, if it was a little closer, I would totally split this with you. Yeah, right. And he was, he was, he was totally fine. He's like, yeah, you, you were going to beat me. So we're like, right. we're like cool. cool. Yep. And in another league, I was in third place game. It would have come down to the wire probably. And I said, I was like, let's split it. And he said, I'm fine with that. We were going to play week 18, but we were kind of like, we're kind of tired of the season. Let's just split third place. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a good alternative. Mm-hmm. Now, if the outcome is in doubt and your commissioner has to make a ruling, um, your ruling can be, I'm splitting the pot. I'm just not getting in the, you guys are splitting the pot. You two couldn't come up with a solution, but I'm doing it for you. I'm splitting the pot. Totally valid to do that as a commissioner. And in just in terms of like emotionally setting, you know, put, not putting yourself in a position to be the bad person, that's a very safe way to go. 
just, you know, Brian, you're going to split the pot with fish. You two guys, you know, I'm sorry that it worked out this way, but you know, that's it. That's my ruling. And then the other is, I think the final scenario that you could use, but I, I really don't like it is you, again, you can't use past performance, but if you wanted to play out week 18, you could, I don't like it. Many good players are not going to play. So I really don't recommend it, but that's, so that's the, so that's the scenario. Again, ideally the first and second place teams work it out among themselves. If they can't, you're the commissioner, you got to get involved. If one team was highly likely to win, make that team the winner. If the outcome was in doubt, I'd split the pot. And if you still can't do that, then I would play out week 18th. One other option I've heard, which I don't love, but I like it better than the the past performance of their projected points is you can swap in your highest scoring bench players that could fill, you know. Oh yeah. From last week, the same from week posi- 17, best yeah, ball, week effectively 17. best ball. Yeah, effectively with a, the players a best ball approach. Yeah. 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 I had, uh, I had one league, my whiskey league, my coveted whiskey league, which I love. It's, uh, it's run by Scott, uh, Steve Zabin in, uh, in Milwaukee and, uh, and Washington. And, um, it came down to me versus one other guy. And again, the, the so guillotine league, all 17 losers send a bottle of whiskey into the winner and I'm in the finals. Uh, I'm up by two points heading into Monday night. I have Jamar chase, but he had Josh Allen T Higgins. So I conceded. I didn't want to, um, but there wasn't a very, very, you know, the only scenario really where Jamar chase was going to outscore Josh Allen and T Higgins Either T. Higgins was like going to have to get iced for the whole game or get hurt. Well, you know, Josh Allen, he kind of tweaked his knee a little bit. He, he did a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're still going to play, but yeah, I, I think you deserve at least a couple bottles out of that. I'm hoping, I'm hoping the winner <laughs> sees it that way. He and, should. Uh, if he's listening. And, yeah. Josh ain't listening. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk about uh, planning and playing in the playoffs. Yeah. Brian. I love it. Um, perfect time. First, the perfect time to test drive any scoring system changes you're contemplating. It's particularly <clears throat> scoring system. Uh, there's so many other weird things about uh, the way that you play in the playoffs that uh, a lot of the other things that you might be contemplating you can't do. But if you've always wanted to try tight end, point and a half, PPR, if you want, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you're thinking about, this is a, this is a good opportunity to test drive it. We encourage you to, to, uh, to try. Yeah, and if you still use kickers and defense in your league. This is the perfect time, time to not it. do it and see how much. No, you enjoy. this is when you do do it. No, really? In Still? the playoffs? Absolutely. Ah, all Absolutely. Right. All right. Here's how I would set it up. And here's how I do set it up. So first your playoff league should have seven teams. And that's because there are 14 teams that get into the NFL playoffs. So you want seven teams participating in it because that way everybody gets two and exactly two team quarterbacks team kickers and team defense. If you want to use the kicker, it's the perfect, yeah, okay, perfect time okay. to use that. I'll defer to you. On that, I guess fine. But yes, um, I, yes. totally seven, seven. You teams. can go less too, but seven max. Yeah. Seven, seven. I think seven is perfect because it forces people into really undesirable teams. And mm-hmm. it, you know, everybody's going to have two quarterbacks. So who's going to get that last team that nobody wants. And you know, I, I, I love it. I think seven is the perfect number, but okay. You're right. You can play with less. For those, and then because again, because there's 14 teams left, I'd use exactly 14 roster spots. Okay, Brian. So that would be we we already mentioned the uh, the two team kickers, the two team quarterbacks, the two team defense. That's six or 14. Three running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and a flex. That brings you to 14. 14 roster spots, 14 NFL teams. Now. 
That's going to open up a few things I'm going to talk about in a second. Uh, there's no bench. Everybody scores. So no bench, no bench start. It's a, everybody plays. It's the playoffs. You don't even have that many, that many guys going. And due to bye weeks and stuff, you know, like the Eagles aren't going to go. Uh, there are no transactions to be made. Your draft is the final thing. No transactions. The key to winning in the playoffs, you want to identify teams that are going to play three or four games. Yep. That's the single biggest thing is who's going to, who's going to, what, which, which teams like San Francisco, everybody thinks San Francisco can easily make a run. They've won, whatever, what nine straight. Mm-hmm. And, and the most, sorry, most desirable is the teams that can make a run, but also don't have a buy. And San Francisco right. is like that's the, the perfect for that, right? And, and it looks like Buffalo's shaping up to be that team yeah. right now. Yep. Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. City probably will be the one seed. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo, you know, you could get four games out of Buffalo. You can get four games out of San Francisco. That puts a huge premium <clears throat> on those players uh, for sure. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. All right, and then the last thing I want to mention from just a strategy standpoint is as you're as you're holding your draft, your auction. We're going to talk about how to disperse players in a second. Quarterbacks, kickers, and defenses in real in, in regular season fantasy, especially kickers and defenses, are not very important. Here they are because the reason they're not important in the in the regular season is they're all about the same. They don't, yeah. they all score about the same and everyone has one and everyone has one, yeah. but in the playoffs, when your kicker gets knocked out, dang, there's 11 points. I'm not getting every yeah. week. Even 
dang, there's two points I'm not getting. Every point Every, <laughs> is yes. crucial in a playoff So league. kickers and defenses have way more importance in the playoffs. Yeah. You, like, for the good teams, you'll see those guys going before, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, Travis Etienne, assuming that the Jaguars yes. make the playoffs. Like, and, I'd rather have the Bills defense over right. Travis Etienne. Yes. Which it makes it really fun. It's another mm-hmm. part of the playoffs. Okay. Like. See, I free, I'm, warm, I'm warmed back up to kickers and defense. And boy, Proud of you. Proud of you. So now the question is how to disperse the players. Of course, you can just have a draft. That's easy. But what are some other things you could do? Obviously, the auction. Yeah. We, love, we love auctions. Um, auctions have some limitations this time of year. I don't think like you can use the ESPN auction engine or the Yahoo auction engine for the playoffs, but maybe you can. I'm not sure about that. So mostly it might just be getting everybody together in one place one time. It could be getting everybody together on a Zoom. Yeah, and Matt had his whiteboard idea. Yeah, tell I, people about it. Uh, I, I, I think I got, I haven't done this yet with him. Oh, or but I, else, I think but, it's a really good idea. But yeah, you all have a whiteboard. It could just be a piece of paper. You don't have to have a whiteboard, but, uh, you know, player well, goes up. Whiteboard makes it easier. It does. Uh, player goes up, you know, whoever, uh, Patrick Mahomes, everyone has 20 seconds to write down a number and then you all flip. Flip up your whiteboard. And whoever has the highest. The camera. And then, uh, but what happens is if there's a tie, I forget. Uh, you left a t- uh, tweet at Matt. I think it. a tie. I, I think if you and I both flip up fourteen, Patrick Mahomes, and we both have a fourteen written down, everybody else is out. Then you and I have to oh, write a new number that's right. at least fourteen. Well, uh, probably or at least fifteen, probably right. Like, yeah, you, I like su- I if I'm willing to, yeah. I only want to go one more dollar, but you're willing to go two more, right. then you'll you'll ultimately win. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so there's the the whiteboard Zoom auction league, which I think makes a lot of sense. The other thing you can do, we mentioned there's exactly 14 roster spots. Everybody just picks one player from each NFL team. Fill your, anybody you want. So then the question is, do you get, do you go with the chalk? Like, okay, so I can, I'm allowed 149er. Do I take Christian McCaffrey? With that kind of setting, I I like where you, you do it every, you can also do it every week. You pick a, 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 you know, set a lineup, but you can only use a player once. Mm-hmm. So if I use McCaffrey in the wild card round, I, can, right. I can't use him again for the right. rest of the uh, the rest of the playoffs through the um, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's more work than I'm usually willing to do. I just say, you know, draft everybody. You know, give me one player from every team, and that scales infinitely. You can you can have any number of teams if you do that, right? If I say I don't need to just have seven teams in my playoff league, I can have as many as I want. I can have a thousand teams knowing that with all the variations of play, if I said, give me one player from 14 different teams, enough people, not everybody's going to go Christian McCaffrey. Some people are going to be like, I'm going George Kittle. Yeah. Some people are going to go, I'm going Niners defense, which would be totally, totally cool. Niners defense is awesome. And they could play four games. We were talking about how great, how much of an advantage it is to have a defense. So there's so many different strategies and ways you can go that way. Yeah. You'd certainly want to go contrarian, uh, at some positions, because yeah, most people will probably pick Christian McCaffrey from the Forty mm-hmm. ers or most people are going to pick probably Travis Kelsey, yeah, at, at, from uh, the the Chiefs for their tight end. But uh, yeah, it it's a, a swing for the fences move. But yeah, if the, if the Chiefs get knocked out and you, you pick Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes or so other people, most other people in your league have, and you didn't, and then you're you're, uh, you're in a good spot. Correct, correct. So um, that's the that's. That's uh, the, how you disperse players is really up to you. And you can have a lot of fun with that. Most people will still just do a draft, but um, yeah, I love the, I love the playoff leagues. And regardless of how you, if you just do a regular draft or a regular auction, um, 
you, in my mind, and this, this is a best ball strategy too. I play a lot of best ball playoff leagues. You want to kind of not go all in, but go hard on a team. That's all based off who you, who's available with your first pick. Say, you know, it's like mm-hmm. first overall pick, I get Josh Allen. I'll almost ignore the ADP and just go grab Gabe Davis over in bigger Justin leagues. Yeah, Jefferson. in bigger leagues, you do have to do some stacking in the playoffs and just hope that team does play three and four games. Yeah, and then if I'm heavy on the Bills or the Chiefs or an AFC team, I'm trying to fill my other roster spots with NFC guys because you don't want to be eliminating right your own players from the same conference. So. That's definitely a high-level strategy you want to keep in mind. I think it all depends on how many teams are in. And in a seven-team league, I don't do that because it's too easy to get beat out. And I've just having run these for twenty-five years, I've found that the best the the approach that wins the most the people who I diversify. So yeah, all right. Let's talk. Um, let's talk through uh, week eighteen DFS options, Brian. You've done a bunch of work here. Um, I have. I've got some of the team motivations in front of me, but you've put specific uh, you've put some specific work into some advice yeah, for people. Um, it's it's kind of high level stuff too. I mean, in week eighteen DFS, which used to be week seventeen in terms of the last week, it, it's really more about motivation than the matchup. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to talk. Most sites, the main slate is just the early afternoon, late afternoon games on Sunday. So unfortunately, this weekend that's going to remove. Motivated teams, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City, Tennessee, Jacksonville on Saturday. Green Bay is on Sunday night playing Detroit, who could be may motivated. or may not be in. I yes. still think Detroit's going to go at Green Bay hard. Yeah, I, mean, if, I think Dan Campbell's going to play yeah, to win no matter what. Definitely. Uh, and, but, you know, uh, talking to Chad Greenway today, he felt like teams going to team would be lines will be trickier if they've been eliminated because he thinks they'll be looser. They'll be more willing to take chances, gamble. Um, he thinks they're they're more dangerous team if the Lions have actually been eliminated, which could make some sense. You know, there's not exactly a lot of playoff pedigree in what would effectively be a, pad, a playoff game for the Lions outside of Jared Goff. Yeah, I can I, see I, them I, being a little bit tight in a game that means this much. You know, the Lions haven't played a meaningful yeah. final week of the season game in, I don't know, 20 years. I wholeheartedly agree with that. <laughs> like, if they got nothing to lose, yeah, they I might like their be more, chances more a whole dangerous. lot more. Yeah. And, and Green Bay's got Everything on the line at that point. I mean, they do yep. either way, but yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, but back to the main slate uh, on Sunday, not a ton of teams uh, that are going to be motivated, but you certainly want to be targeting. Well, now what we we basically know how the the Cincinnati Buffalo situation is playing out, or how they won't resume the game. Cincinnati Buffalo are motivated, as yes. are their opponents. Uh, the Ravens playing the Bengals. Ravens are highly motivated for this game. They've got many playoff scenarios that unfurl with wins here. And New England win. playing Buffalo. They win. New England has to win to, in. to be eligible. Yes. Uh, Miami needs to beat the Jets. They'll make the playoffs. Pittsburgh, uh, well, highly not, yeah. motivated as well against yep. Cleveland. So those are teams you want to target. Seattle, certainly. Mm-hmm. And all these teams I'm mentioning so far are in the, the 1 o'clock window, 1 Eastern window. Yep. Um, Philly playing an unmotivated Giants team, even though the Giants have said they're going to... They're not playing their starters. If if the Giants play their starters at all, it's a mistake. If they play their starters more than a series or two, it's a mistake. Now, so the Philly... Philly's going to beat the Giants. I mean, you you would have... Philly is going to beat the Giants. So so Dallas and San Francisco 
will still have something to play for. They'll both be playing for the two seed, but there's going to be a little scoreboard watching there. They both mm. play in the, the at late afternoon. If Dallas and San Francisco is likely to winning. Yeah, but I'm saying so Dallas can get the two seed. No, they, no, they, they can't. They have to get a no, Philly you're loss. Right. You're right. Correct. They have to Scratch get a Philly that. loss, which isn't going to happen. So, yeah, so that means Dallas not probably going to be too motivated. So take nope. them off the da- list. No, nope. Dallas is <laughs> not going to be motivated. And, you know, of course, all these unmotivated teams and the teams that are well out of the playoffs, yeah, they're going to want to take a look at guys, but you're really playing with fire trying to guess how much usage a player is going to get. Like, especially the star players on a bad team. Yeah. What's, what's, what's the point in that? But uh, I, I have identified, well, I wanted to get your opinion on the Vikings. I don't think they, if they do play, um, if you do, if they do play, I think it, they played because uh, they can they get the two starters. Seed. They can get the Vikings get the two seed, but they need, they would need San Francisco to lose to Arizona next in the late games, which is, is it, not, yeah. which is not happening. Probably not. So, so it, there's, Fourteen point underdogs. Uh, the Cardinals are David Blau's their quarterback. They're not beating the Niners. So there's but, uh, the Vikings would be foolish for on many for many reasons, including a horrible surface on the Chicago field and the fact that they're short two offensive linemen in this game. So I, I just don't. I can't see them risking Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, knees. You know, just I. You don't think they're going to want? I know in the grand scheme it's not important, but Justin Jefferson chasing the. Uh, but he's too far behind now because of the dud game. Yeah. Jefferson, the fifteen-yard game Jefferson had last week really took the the possibility, the realistic possibility of getting the all-time single-season record. What do you feel about T.J. Hawkinson needs one hundred and two yards for a thousand? You think they try to get him there? Not unless he's got money tied to that thousand. <laughs> I don't think so, and we don't know. Um, a couple other guys on unmotivated teams who are also going for a thousand yards. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Pittman needs 105. DJ Moore needs 122. I kind of like Moore. I do against, too against the Bucks. Yeah, I think it's a coaching staff. The Carolina coaching staff is still is still coaching to try to earn the right to stay on as coaches in the off season. Carolina got something of a bad beat last week, and I I trust them more than I trust New Orleans in their game. Yeah, totally. Uh, Tyler Algier needs yeah. 100 yards exactly to hit the 1,000-yard mark. I didn't realize he was against, that close. Against, Good for him. And I, I feel like the, the Falcons are going to want to get him there, get their rookie in a 1,000-yard. Well, who was the last 1,000-yard ru- ru- rusher for the Falcons? Cordero didn't do it last year. I Probably don't Michael think. Vick. <laughs> uh, Steven Jackson, no. Yeah, uh, I don't think he was running that well at that point. Warwick had done. <laughs> well, that's the, well, yeah. I, was, I mean, I think of him with the Bucs. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a good question though. But, it's uh, been a long time. And Tyler Algier's name, by the way, you watch how many times we mention him this in these, in our off season fantasy football weeklies, Brian, it's going to come up all the time. These hot start, these hot finish guys, excuse me, un, end up carrying tons of momentum yeah. in through the fantasy cycle at the end of the year. And Algier finishing really, really well, arguably with the, the best couple of games of his career in the last two weeks. And, uh, they, the Falcons playing a Bucks team with really nothing to gain. Nothing to gain or nothing lose. Right. lose. So yep. I, I think I like Algier a lot. Bucks are getting it, trounced in the first round of the playoffs. You think? They're, gonna, they're pretty much going to face the Cowboys, right? Because mm, they're 4-5. Four, yeah, 4-5. Yeah, four, yep. yep. Let's see. I don't know. Oh, I mean, they're, they're playing at it's home. Gonna be, 
Yeah, they do get the they get the luxury of a home game, <laughs> but so they, uh, it's a whole other topic on whether or not teams should deserve that yeah, or not. I think they should amend the rules too. If you're win your division, but you're 500 or worse, <laughs> don't get a home game. Like, how about if you just don't get in? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. who? Uh, there's been some bit. Like, I remember the Seahawks were like, and seven. they won. They won. That's right. They were a seven win team that went in the playoffs and won their first game. And we're going to see it on the in the AFC too with the uh, whoever wins Tennessee Jacksonville. Uh, they're going to be. It'll be nine and it'll be nine and eight, I believe. I think yeah, they're five hundred. I think you're right, but still not too impressive. Not really deserving uh, no. of, a, of, a, of a first round home game. Um, lat, one other play. Oh, Gerald Everett, who Chargers uh, playing? Why am I blanking on who the Chargers are playing? The Chargers don't have a ton to gain. They might have a little. They can get up to the five seed, um, and which would give them the opportunity to play against Tennessee or Jacksonville, which yeah. should be a much easier matchup than they have at the sixth seed. So that's a, that's a, I think that's a highly motivated chargers team right yeah, here against a, a Denver team that has been dead in the water for a long time. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a little skeptical about Austin. Eckler. I don't know if they're going to like give Eckler 30 touches, mm-hmm. and, but Gerald Everett, I like Gerald Everett. Um, he is five catches short of 60. And he has a, a, an incentive bonus of uh, $250,000 if he mm. gets 60 catches. And you so, think he, does he slide a little of that to the offensive coordinator? I would play think caller? so. Yeah, I wanted to, so five, I'll take five catches any day from a tight end, a yeah. cheap tight end in DFS. And uh, by the way, Denver allowing the second most receptions to opposing tight ends, six per game. So I mm. like Everett a lot uh, this weekend. But see, Parham is, they've been using Parham a lot down the stretch here. I think they want trying to figure out what they've really got in Donald Parham. For those of us that are Donald Donald Parham oh, truthers yeah. from way back and been waiting for him to finally like string together four healthy games in a row, that would be my only worry. But I I like your motivation here. And we have seen we've seen teams do this where they will feed a guy who they like, good locker room guys, they'll feed him to get him the money. How often do you think the front office dissuades the coaching staff from guys hitting their I don't, I think they, they'd be in real trouble if they did. I think they could get, they could get sued if they did. They'd have to be very cautious about it. Yeah, I, that would, uh, but I think in most cases they, they want their guys to get their, they, they can certainly afford to pay them. They can't we'll put afford it that it. Yeah, way. the owners can afford it. But some of them are, well, not all of them. Some of them are vampires. If but. you believe the truth about, uh, about the, the Raiders, that they're so cash strapped that they can't afford to change coaches if they wanted to, you know, that's. You know, you've got these, you've got this asset of this incredibly valuable football team, but it's not liquid money. It's value, you know, it's values entirely upon your sale of the team. And there are, there are some teams that, you know, some teams make wild amounts of money and some merely do okay. And it might be, Raiders might be one of those teams that are just, just doing okay. And I would have thrown Josh Jacobs in the, the unmotivated list. But again, the Raiders are playing on Saturday against the Chiefs. But Jacobs essentially has the rushing title locked up already. At least like 150 yards ahead of Nick Chubb. That's done. And I don't think they're. And we've been saying it all season. Jacobs is not going to be a Raider next year. No, so he's they not going to be a like, Raider. Yeah. Even they're going to be losing by 30 to the Chiefs. Who are so, just going to? So do they continue grinding him up in Week 18? Does he? Does Josh Jacobs go to the coaches and go, "Look, I got an offseason coming where I need to make my money. I don't give me the ball." Yeah, we'll see. I mean, because he does have the rushing title locked up. Yeah, you don't want to something bad to happen in a totally meaningless game. So mm-hmm. staring at free agency. But uh, it's it's 
this this is what you're dealing with when you're playing in the last week in, in, in daily fantasy or daily drafts or whatever. You got to watch out for these landmines and look for the motivating factors. So hopefully Houston, that helped you out a little bit. Houston and Indy is pretty fascinating because yeah. Houston needs to lose to needs secure to the lose. number one pick. That Over gives the them Bears. their choice of quarterbacks. Um, Bears would go to number two. They could flip-flop. Indy can move, I believe, all the way up to three with a loss in the draft. Um, right now, I think they're sitting at five. Uh, so they're pretty motivated to move, too. They need a quarterback as well. Yeah, I mean, and it's really, it's uh, Stroud or Young. Right, right? and so, it's a two-quarterback It's a two-quarterback. And situation. the Bears probably aren't going to take they're not. quarterback they're gonna, one They'll trade out of well, one. At least they'll, trade out of, they'll trade out of the spot, and they'll get, they'll get paid handsomely for that. Yeah, it's that's it's fat. You still want you would assume the Bears want to lose, and it almost seems like the Vikings want to lose. They're starting Nathan Peterman. You I, you can't make it more obvious than that. Well, do you think the Vikings want to lose just to avoid the chance of playing Green Bay? Because if they win, they'll get the two seed. If uh, but the Niners itself to lose, which they're not yeah, doing. The right. Niners yeah, are not yeah, losing yeah. to Atlanta. Yeah. Sorry, Arizona ain't happening. I don't think uh, Chicago's going to get something like three first round picks for their one first round pick. A little bit like on, you know, almost what they had to give up to get Justin Fields, but they'll get even more because this is the first pick in the draft. Justin Fields came off the board at whatever, eight, pick eight. So that'll be, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out as well. And I, I haven't crunched the numbers a ton, but what do you, I think there's a chance, Lamar Jackson, probably not a Raven next year, or there's a chance. What if, like, I feel like Houston Most has people money. think he's absolutely a Raven. I think we on this show, are more skeptical about whether or not he's going to be a Raven. I, just, I think there's a small, I think there's a, I don't, I don't know if it's called a small chance, but the Texans seems like they have a lot of money to spend. Or they oh, will. I'm sure they do. If they could go get Lamar Jackson and then, yeah, then they could trade the first pick, first yeah. round pick, that would set them up pretty nice, I, I think too. So, but, but is Houston ready to win? I mean, you know, and Lamar Jackson would have nothing to do with that. I don't think. Why would he want to be a part of that? Well, if you, if you're getting, uh, like a, a yeah, first, if you're getting a, second, a, court, a first, a second, and a first and a second well, for the next three years. Yeah, maybe you can, you can get when now. Get, pretty get, quick. Yeah, get, you can you can you can get healthy in the NFL pretty fast. So maybe there'd be that. But uh, the the other side of it is, I saw this go across my Twitter feed. I'm not going to get the numbers exactly right as we as we wrap up the episode here. Um, under with Lamar Jackson starts, the Ravens are like a 750 win percentage in games. Without Lamar Jackson, they're like a 300 win percentage since he's been there. Dude, dude equals wins for that team. At the yeah. end of the day, Tyler Huntley's not yeah. impressing I, like he I, was. No, last year. I was. Yeah, he looked better last year. I was really hoping he he's would been be hurt. A, he, he's, a he might not play Jackson. this week because he's hurt too. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't play Tyler Huntley against the Bengals, even though that they have something to play for. The Ravens. Miami needs a win, and they're they're young oh, yeah. quarterback. Skyler, Skyler Thompson? Thompson, dude, can play a bit. Skyler I liked him. We've seen, we've gotten a decent look at him in two different games. He's look, he's pretty good. That's uh, probably one of the primary stacks I would be going after, even though it's the Jets, but the Jets are, the Jets don't care at this point. No. They, they, they don't like the Dolphins. That's a big rivalry, but uh, I, 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 wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't fear the Jets like I have in, in past weeks when it comes to the passing game going By up the standards them. of interdivisional rivalries, is Miami Jets really even on the, on the scale? Is that a particularly big rivalry? My stepdad, when I was like 12 or 13, was a quick story. You, you, Pat Kerwin. Yeah, I know Pat Kerwin. Uh, he, my stepdad was friends 
with Pat. Next okay. time you talk to Pat Kerwin, ask him if he knows, I won't say my stepdad's name on the air, but what, anyway, he was, he was a front office, he worked in the front office for the, the Jets. Giant. and The, uh, the Giants, Jets. I thought. Jets. No, okay. Jets okay. in All the right, early thanks. 90s. So my, okay. my stepdad was friends with him and he hooked him up. Not, it wasn't a full-time job, but on home games, he would go, and you know, these were the days when you would take actual pictures of all the sequences and he would, so he would like run those up to the oh, okay. coordinator's box, yeah. like catch, yeah, yeah. Catch yeah. before pumps. it was all on uh, iPads, just random stuff. Yeah. So he, he did it for fun. And I got to go to a ton of jets games. Never really was a jets fan, but th- that was a heated rivalry. I was at the, the fake spike game. Oh, the yeah. Dan I remember that. That was awesome. That was uh that was like the most I like famous, like named game I've been to the, the fake spike game. But now the jets and the Patriots is a bigger rivalry. Yeah, and Patriots Miami is a big arrival because the Miami was the no matter how bad Miami was, they always played the Patriots hard, including the crazy Tony Sperano led Wildcat game, one of the big big upsets of the Brady Belichick era. Growing up in New Jersey, the Jets and Giants, you know, this is pre Red Zone. This, you know, I'm yeah. talking '90s, so they would never play at the same time. So we would never, we'd only get one game. Most Sundays, one in the early afternoon, yeah. one in the late afternoon, Jets or Giants. And I can't tell you how awful it was when it was Jets, Bills in the early 90s. And that was the only. Yeah. And this is like 94, like after the Bills like run had gone. But yeah. That was after That's, Thurman Thomas yeah, and Andre yeah. Reid yeah. and Jim the, Kelly. After the, four, when, the four peat of losses. We're talking like yeah. Yeah, mid to late 90s. Brutal. Brutal times. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we are back every week of the season. You already got that figured out, I think, because this is our we're in our off season mode. Um, next week, we'll be breaking down all the playoff games, fantasy style, talking about who we like and who we don't like, and who, you know, how we think these games are going to go. And we're happy to chat with you throughout the remainder of the off season. Thanks, everybody. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.